And that is why my face and hair feels much less today. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the uh, podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Uh, maybe I'm losing my edge, man. Maybe you just got your edge, like to be like sharp, sharp, sharp looking fellow over there these days. With pop. well, you know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta make a change, and uh, yeah, that change was uh, now. That's good. I'm still in the COVID hair don't care mode myself, but right, but we're running out of time. I know. Like, yeah. So, have you gotten it yet? Uh, gotten the the shot. Yeah. Yes, Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah, and it was fine. It was fine. I was a little, uh, uh, maybe a little, a little slow the rest of the day. Just kind of, whatever. But fine. You, you, you. When, when's yours? So mine was supposed to be on Tuesday, and uh, then they bumped me. So I'm oh, actually going yeah. in tomorrow to get round one. Okay. Uh, the only added uh, wrinkle to that whole process is I picked up a gig for tomorrow as well. Okay. To uh, to play bass, bass of all things. Hey, listen. Sometimes that's your roots, right? You start out on bass. It's it is the first place I kind of cut my teeth professionally. Yeah. So um, they sent a list, and I sent them back a list. And between the eighty some odd songs that went back and forth, we're going to figure out how to fill three hours worth of time. Very nice. Very nice. So yeah, that's good. Uh, you got any? What do you have? Anything coming up? Anything on the agenda? I do have some things on the agenda, and um, they're Ooh. not soon. But uh, the Clanky Lincolns are currently booked for a Halloween party. Okay. And New Year's Eve. Okay. So things exist. We um we're waiting on a contract to come back in for uh for a, a municipal event in June. That's you know a full price situation. Nice. Nice. And um, trying to figure out some um, some administrative things. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with uh, contractors, you know, they kind of come and go. Some opportunities, you know, come their way. And so we've got a couple of those things going on right now. We're trying to figure out um, how to backfill those. But, you know, nothing we've never dealt with before. And uh, I think we're still in a good space to, you know, to handle that. Very so good. not really stressing about it. Very good. Uh, how amazing was our interview? Oh my God. She was so great. She was so great. I mean, such a wealth of like just the stories. I could just listen to her telling road stories for hours. Right. Yeah. Steve Witchell from cover band central dropping in on the live stream. Good to see you, bud. Steven. We still need to do that crossover. We've been talking about it. Let's let's get that on the books. Let's do that. But yeah. Um, you know, I've been in the process of kind of cutting it down to find some uh, fun chunks to uh, to post to Facebook. We'll have one of those out tomorrow. That's my rapper name, um, by the way. Yeah, and then um, got got a couple it. of the merch samples in. I, anybody who's seen those, um, I got some some shirts that uh, I will definitely be modeling, and they'll be showing up uh, in our promo stuff from here on out. Uh, the coolest thing that has happened in relation to that is um, I posted. Uh, some of those designs and um, I DM'd them to some people that are in my network and fluff Ryan Bruce hit us up and was like, if you send me one of those, I will wear the crap out of it. So he's got a couple, a uh, couple of our shirt designs uh, headed to Seattle. Uh, so be on the lookout for those. Excellent. I'm very excited about that. Cool. Good. Well, I'm, I'm very excited about, you know, the clock is now, 
ticking to where I have no concerns about being in a room with people rehearsing. So that's going to be amazing. Um, we may do some anyway, but, uh, but I'll have a concern free day, uh, yeah. is on the calendar. I can, I can now actually plan something which has been impossible for exactly like almost exactly a year. Yeah. There's actually the ability to know what will be happening a few weeks from now. It's a very strange feeling. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about the gig for tomorrow night. I will probably mask it with my, um, my, uh, super 55 mm-hmm. because something about like a mask and that very large diaphragm actually works. Okay. So I think, I think that's probably the move. Yeah. Um, and if it's like chill and there's not like a bunch of people up in our space, maybe I won't worry about it. You got to play it by but ear. Just the, yeah. But just the fact that like the, the possibility is like, I could just do a gig and not yeah. stress about it. Yeah. It's crazy. How about that? Yeah. feels very unique. It does. It does. What you know, it's, it's interesting how much, um, how much we're going to, I'm starting to confront how much I'm going to fight my, you know, what I've learned over the last year, what I've ingrained, you know, um, it'll be interesting what, what happens to me mentally and emotionally when I'm in a room with people, my family. I don't know. So I will say this, um, last Sunday was the first time we had ever, we'd been in church, like mm. in the building for an entire year and didn't think much of it. You know, it was, everybody was kind of split up and you had to like reserve mm-hmm. a space and, uh, everybody was masked, but like, no joke. The first note dropped on the PA and I just like, I just started bawling. Yeah. I was like, Oh my, like I haven't been in a room with people. Yeah listening to live music in, in a really long time. And I, I was just completely like emotionally destroyed yeah. by that moment. Yeah. I expect, well, you know, weirdly, like the first time I walk into a grocery store, I expect that to be a crazy experience. You know, next time I walk into target <laughs> for the first time in basically a year, like it's gonna be intense, you know, in in our world, you know, things didn't really close. We've been in those places, but just masking and that kind of thing. But uh, something about the communal component of sharing an experience. Right. Uh, it, it's going to be, I, I'm already, I still have those moments where I'm like, I'm seeing people who I know, you know, are doing things the right way and are vaccinated mm-hmm. and are safe. But in these big groups of people, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm still trying to adjust yeah. to uh, to that feeling. Right, right. It's very strange. So, yeah. But you know, it, it's just like anything else. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to get used to it. And you know, then we'll, a, a year from now, you know, March 18th of 2022, we'll all be like, <laughs> remember that time. Or we'll be like, you know, in our nuclear bunkers with our, you know, <sighs> cause something else has happened. I mean, that is the thing about things is that they happen. The thing about things is that they do happen. Yeah. You are absolutely right. Yeah, that's what they do. But you know, looking at things, you know, it, it feels like there's some momentum. It does. Us. No, it certainly there's, does. You know, I'm looking at like my Google stats and my Squarespace stats and my WordPress stats. Like the numbers on all of my sites are up. Um, the inquiries are starting to kind of trickle in slowly. And I think as things kind of continue to open, uh, I really think that there's just going to be, there's going to be a huge boom uh, for this kind of work. And um, I think as soon as the weather kind of like warms up, it's, it's going to be game on for, yeah. for everybody. Yeah, so I think so too. 
as long as you have done your work and you uh, are are prepped and ready to go, I think you know. I think it's going to be a great uh, a great spring and summer for uh, for a lot of groups and a lot of musicians. Yep. Yep. You know, for sure. Now, you know, in relation to that, kind of can go ahead and get into the the topic that I wanted to cover oh, today. Let me just t- let me just say two quick gear things first. Yes, please. Uh, the Quad Cortex, Neural DSP Quad Cortex, uh, build and shipped to the first round of receivers, which were the first, the group one of pre-orders in um, Europe and the UK. And um, so the billing of that happened Monday or Tuesday or something. And the first ones were starting to land today and they were starting to get some videos. People were posting of them. They sound pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and then word is that the ones in group one in the US um, and other parts of the world will be charged in the next day or two or something, and then ship immediately after that. So looking forward to that. I'm, I'm um, being where I am in the order, uh, us having a unboxing video is there's, there's dozens now, so it's not, it's not a thing, yeah. but, but yes, I'm excited about that. The other thing is I upgraded my um, live streaming app here with a couple of new lights. Yep. I was using like a $20 ring light off of Amazon, but I, I sprung for a couple of newer N-E-E-W-E-R um, LED panels. And, uh, I think I'm liking them. I feel like I'm pretty naturally lit here. It feels pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, from, from my end, you're, it's a little strong, but I, I don't, I think that could be the camera. Um, yeah. And I can back them down a little of that. Yeah, for sure. The thing I like Uh, about my lights are newers. Yeah, there you go. It's a good brand. And I like that they're RGB so that I could do fun things with them, you know, arty kind of things with them in a live stream. So I'll be playing with those yeah. some more, learning more about them. This is the first time I've had them. I installed them yesterday, and this is the first thing I've streamed with them. And I think it looks pretty good. Pretty happy with it so far. Nice. Yeah. So as far as gear in my world, um, we did the refi. The refi was approved. Excellent. The check has hit Sweet. the account. So Sweet. the uh, the podcast rehearsal dungeon um, renovation is imminent. Mm. And um, I'm just waiting on a couple of quotes and hope, hopefully, you know, getting that started pretty soon. Very nice. Have you chosen an aesthetic? Uh, I'm starting with walls. Walls. Like walls are a good start. Sure, sure. The The intent is basically just to have a room that is finished. Uh-huh. I'm not really worried about um, it being a quote unquote studio or it being whatever. It's just, I need a room with walls and you know, drywall and lighting. I mean, walls um, are a way to go. But also, you know, I'm, I'm getting a desk in here and, you know, just trying to, trying to make it a functional space as opposed to just a storage space that I have started using as a workspace. Cool. Yeah. Good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm super excited, actually. Steve was saying bars starting to have bands again in New Orleans, which is great news. Yeah. Um, I'm, the gig that I'm playing tomorrow night is a bar gig uh, at a place uh, by the Atlanta Braves stadium called Sports and Social. Uh, if you are... <laughs> If you are listeners of the podcast, we we had a very rough night there with members only a number of years ago. Where like the the manager got in a fist fight <laughs> and uh, had to leave, so he didn't get arrested. But needless to say, we didn't get our check that night. It was a whole thing. Mm. So let's have um, this one go better. Yeah, I mean, it it would be very difficult for it to go worse than <laughs> it did the last time. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm trying to be trying to be Mr. Brightside, as they say. Are you playing that one? Uh, yeah, just, no, I don't think so. Huh, well, I haven't gotten the list yet. I'm actually kind of terrified. I still don't know what we're, what we're playing. <laughs> well, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You, so you got your gear, your gear stuff sorted out. You got your quad cortex and your lighting. That's my whole topic your, on gear. 
Fantastic. So the topic I want to cover this week is pricing. A couple of weeks ago, I was toying with the concept of basically posting fixed pricing on the agency website. And when I talked to people about it and when I asked people's opinions in our group and in uh, the Cover Band Central group, I got a lot of pushback on that concept. Hmm. And I don't know how I feel about it. Hmm. You know, the, 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 main, the main thrust behind setting the pricing and just putting it online was to demystify the process for prospective customers. You know, a lot of times we will get an inquiry and they'll go, hey, I'd love to have your band or I'd love to have you come to a thing. Um, what do you cost? And then you you put your standard rate out and they go, oh, I had no idea it was going to be that much. Right. And you spend a little bit of energy or sometimes a lot of energy chasing down these kinds of leads when, you know, it would be a lot easier if they just knew up front what it was going to cost to bring people in. So I was talking with the idea, well, well, if we kind of set and figure out what the pricing would be, we could just put it on the website and then people would know and then they could reach out to us and request the thing that meets their, you know, their budget. And the response that I got was was overwhelmingly against that whole concept. And what was their argument? Um, their arguments were kind of, it, it was a lot of things, but the general gist was people shouldn't know how much it costs. And I think it had more to do with them being able to just decide what things were going to cost on a case by case basis. And it, I, it just didn't sit right with me. The reason being is that if you are, if you have a product and, and you're a known entity in the marketplace, like you should have, you should have, you should have a worth, you should have a value that is established. And by being kind of mysterious about it, I don't know if you're necessarily doing yourself any favors. Um, Paul from GigGab is actually in the live stream. He, uh, he says, I think it's better to get into a conversation and see if you can meet on price. And that was, I think, if, I, if I'm being fair, I think that's the, the most uh, judicious, kind of even-handed reply that I got more than anything. You know, if they walk away based on a published price, no conversations, you may be able to talk them into your price. Or you may not be that far off. True. Here's the other, here's the other sort of rock to throw at the idea of fixed pricing that you just published. Don't you have a lot of variation, a lot of, a lot of price points you could hit if you tried? Sure. So, but, well, I mean, just given that, yeah, a conversation, see, I think, I think what people don't, what people don't want to have to do is like the used car salesman thing of like, 
how much is how much would it have cost to have your band play? Well, what's your what's your budget, right? Right. Uh, and then you're in like a I'm not going to tell you my budget. Well, I'm not going to tell you how much. You know, that gets to be very strange very fast. Um, whereas if you could say, you know, basically we can hit any price point with, you know, a, a, a head count and a production level change or whatever, you know, and, and plus, by the way, if we're going to travel a certain amount of distance, that costs something. That's where you'd get to in a conversation prompted by an inquiry that doesn't already have a, a price anchored in its head. Sure. So that's the, that's the only, I think that there's a, I think there's a fair amount of business you'd leave on the table by not allowing that conversation to happen. Okay. So here was my thought process around it. And here was my plan of, a, of, of, a attack, I guess. Yeah was to basically provide a menu of services based on headcount. See, now that makes sense. I think that's I think that's a good way to go and it and it makes it so you can um see what I really like about posting the prices is that it cuts out that whole piece of the conversations about like qualifying the lead. You know, yep. oh, I thought you'd play for, you know, 50 bucks and a barbecue sandwich. Right. You know, I um so you don't have to deal with those folks if they know you start at two grand or something. Um, right. So that's helpful. That's helpful. And then if they, if they can kind of find themselves in your menu and, you know, I'd, I'd put aside $5,000 for entertainment at the, at the party or whatever. Um, yeah. They can figure out sort of what you could do for that. And they can start to imagine it in their heads. I think that's, I think that's not a bad way to go. I think that I do think that kind of hits the, that satisfies my objection because, it gives them a place to go in that conversation. They can have that before they even reach out to you. They can sort of know what they're asking for. Uh, Paul countering, but aren't you cheaper on a Tuesday night in January than you are on a Saturday night during the summer? I don't know if I am, if I'm being perfectly honest. I'd like not to be. Yeah. You know, I, I think I know a price of what I would like to, you know, be out the door. And uh, I don't think that necessarily fluctuates on what night it is. If I'm being perfectly honest, Playing a show on a Tuesday night is a bigger pain in, you know, <laughs> well, that's than true. doing it on a Saturday or a Sunday that's true. or a Friday night. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I would say that let's say this is just members only. Solo person, which would be me more than likely, would be, let's say, 500 bucks. So that's a private event. You have a dedicated person bringing their sound and lights and whatever for you, 500 bucks. And then as you add on personnel, the price goes up. And I would say that you would add a production fee in starting at a trio. You know, if it's a, a solo or duo thing, production is just rolled into the price. Once you get to the, once you get to a trio size, then you add the production on. And then you're hitting certain tiers as you add personnel. So you could theoretically get, you know, a three-piece band that you already know is good at a certain price point. And if you have more flexibility, you have a bigger budget, you can add on different things mm -hmm. and there's no mystery to it. You know, the, the whole thing, the, the part of the, the thrust about this conversation came, um, in relation to a, uh, a podcast that I listened to this past week, uh, from former, uh, guest of the pod, uh, Finn McKenzie in the Punk Rock NBA. He is doing a um, he's doing an online webinar with Matt Halpern, 
who is uh, best known as the drummer for Periphery. And the topic of the conversation was how to charge what you're worth. Mm. And, you know, a couple of things that jumped out at me, there were two main components that I found particularly interesting and, and counter to the way that I normally do things. Uh, the first thing was that they they say you shouldn't charge hourly because it doesn't necessarily provide you you don't you don't get paid for every hour you work anyway. True. So just offer the job for a flat rate. Yep. Um, because it doesn't necessarily diminish your hourly rate. It just um, gives the client the ability to you know to know that they're they're getting the price that they're getting and it doesn't matter. You know, you're not going to necessarily drag your feet to kind of make more money. Um, and then the other thing was, if you are going to lower your price, you need to take something away. Hmm. And I think that's where, I think for me, and I think the way that we typically talk about um, pitching with clients is that we don't always do that. So you could say, you could come in at the show's three grand. And they go, well, I only have two grand. And then they end up getting the same show yeah. for that price that they would have right. when you were going to charge them three. Right. But in reality, what should have happened is that if they're, if they're going to come in at a lower rate, you should give them less things yeah. in return for that. So what, if that's truly the, the point of, you know, if you, if you are trying to tie your value to your pricing... Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because the value that a band provides is not, is it a function of the headcount of the band? Um, it can be. Uh, I would say a good, a, um, a good example of that is whether or not uh, Amber comes in on a show. Okay. That changes the dynamic so, of the band. That changes the material you can cover. That's certainly true. And then I look at like Paul Kent, who's got a, I don't know, 85 piece band with like 30 horns and stuff. I'm exaggerating, but you know, that's a whole different experience. And it certainly has something to do with headcount. I get that. But like a three piece versus a four piece, are the guests going to dance any different? I don't know. You know, the value you're delivering isn't, I guess I can see adding a female singer changes something, but the entertainment value quantifying that into a price, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the number of bodies on the stage is a good proxy for value delivered of entertainment. I would counter that with most event bands. If you hire them, the horn section is not included. And if you want a horn section, it costs us, it costs extra. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's no correlation and I'm not saying adding pieces that provide something special. Don't provide something special. They, they do. Um, Amber and Paul's horns. Uh, being great cases, you know, but, but like, I don't know, a second guitarist. Potentially adds some, adds something. Um, but is the, is the, is the crowd going to dance any different? I don't know. You know, I think the, the other side of that is that you, it's the same, it's the same argument with maybe not quite as dramatic of a, uh, of a difference. So if you, I mean, if you add a second guitar player, you can play different things than you would be able to play with just a single guitar player, kind of in the same way that you wouldn't be able to do the same songs that you would with a female singer as you would with just a male singer. Sure. You know, it may be diminishing returns for that particular, you know, 
position. Yeah. And, and I, I don't have a dog in the question, really. I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking it through out loud, right? Um, yeah. That I'm not sure, I'm not entirely convinced that headcount is the unit to be charging by. So if you were adjusting some kind of, um, yeah, so like in, in your band's case, if somebody came at you with a lower price, what would you take away? Yeah, I don't know. Less time on stage, maybe? Do a two-hour show okay. instead of a three? Um, does it take any less effort to set up a two-hour show than it does a three-hour show? No, but it takes less effort to play it. Home earlier. Um, I don't tend to do... I don't tend to do decreasing things like that, um, possibly because I don't price myself high enough to begin with. Uh, but I do certainly do add-ons like travel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think travel is, is one of those things that falls into that category. I think it's pretty easy, um, when you're talking with a, uh, with a client that, you know, we are a fixed rate in this radius and whether you choose to add mileage in, or if you just say, you know, if we're outside of this circle, then we need hotel rooms and we need X number of hotel rooms. Um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the, the, you feel like that's separate from sort of the base performance rate. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. I get that. I get that. Yeah. You know, each of those things, again, is, is another component that you are adding or taking away. Sure. Sure. But I think so, in, in know, principle, I, I certainly agree that we let ourselves get negotiated down um, for, for no point a lot of the time and without, without, um, you know, a corresponding increase in the ease of the gig or, you know, yeah. the, whatever you, whatever you trade for it. I mean, what we've just decided is that that's how we're going to approach things now. So let's just say we don't, we don't, we don't post the pricing, right? You know, we still have a starting price. Mm-hmm. If somebody reaches out to us and they're like, how much does it cost for you guys to play a wedding? There's a price. Yep. And if they can't afford that price, then they're going to get less. And we're going to explain to them what they are getting due to the lower price point. All right, here's the other wrinkle. They're going to get less from you or they're going to go to somebody else. Sure. But I'm also not the kind of, you know, we're not the kind of band that competes on that that level. Good. That is the thing I wanted to bring up um, because it's just... It is almost always a losing game. It is almost always not in your interest to try to compete on price. Never. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you compete on price alone, you will always lose. Yep. Yep. You'll end up. If the only thing that you have going for you is that you are cheap, there will always be another band cheaper than you. Or even if, hey, really good band and they'll, they'll come down some if you talk to them. You don't want to be that band. You don't want to be that band. You want to value yourself more than that. Yeah. And you know, we've, we've definitely had moments where people are like, you know, we found a, a cheaper band. Okay. Great. I'm not worried about a band that will take, you know, a thousand a, dollar gig for a private event where they're bringing in sound and lights and there's a six piece group. I'm just not going to compete on that level. Right. Right. So Paul Longden just reached and said, how about what's your price for a wedding? What's your budget? We don't necessarily charge more for weddings versus other events. You know, we have a fixed rate. Um, 
very rarely do we charge more for something unless we're adding something on. So yeah, aim high. Now is the time to, you know, up level uh your asking price. Yeah, for sure. And it I'm not is. E- I'm not even trying to raise my price. When we when somebody reaches out to us, I, I'm not precious about this information. If somebody reaches out to members only and they say we want you to play our private party, what do you cost? We cost three thousand dollars, period. That's what we cost. Yep. If you can't afford three thousand dollars and you can afford twenty five hundred or you can afford two thousand, you can afford fifteen hundred, you can still get members only, but you're getting less of members only. Right. Right. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and I think that's a I think that's a fine um I think that's a fine way to do it. And I think your um the message you tell in your menu gives people the ability to scale back their expectations and scale back their pricing. Yep. And that's, I think that's very workable. I think coming out of the gate and saying three thousand dollars or beat it <laughs> probably leaves yeah. leaves leaves work on the table. But um but to be able to let them shop it themselves and come away with, and then, you know, look, let them go send that, send that price around to other bands. Let them shop it. Fine. Right. Fine. If, yeah. you know, if nothing else, you're raising the price for everyone else. Yeah. As long as you're not lowering the price for everyone else. Don't do that. But as long as you're raising right. the price for everyone else, God bless. I mean, Steve's absolutely right in the, in the, in the comments here. It is going to be a seller's market for entertainment once we come out of this pandemic. So, you know, don't, don't Just, shy away. Y- yeah, I mean, and if you're if you are looking to get out and do this kind of thing, don't don't do it on price. Because I don't think that's the way to go. If you are going to be the band that competes on price, you will lose. Yep. And you will lose to bands that are much less capable than you are. Well, yeah, I mean, you can win on price, but then <laughs> you know, you end up doing a lot of really crappy gigs that you don't want to do. You, you know, you can, you can win that game, but that winning that game still losing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what Paul says. A date is an airline seat. The goal is to get the most you can, uh, because when it's gone, it's gone on a date in the summer where you guys, where you think you'll get two offers for a wedding date. You can bid them against each other. Mm-hmm. Totally reasonable mm-hmm. hotels, employ people called yield managers to figure out, what the most they can possibly charge on a particular night based on history. The upside to um, my situation is I've got an agency. And if we get to uh, two bookings, I can send two bands out. And deal. that's all there is to it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the X factor in any of my groups as much as I hate to say it. No, that's how you want it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think, I think there's, I, I'm not saying that I don't see why people wouldn't do that, but I think it's it's two sides of the same coin and they're arguing against each other. <laughs> so you have guys like Paul who are saying, well, you don't want to talk yourself out of a gig that you might be able to get based on price, while at the same time, you want to make sure you make the most money you can I mean, it's a tightrope to walk, right? There is a balancing act to to strike there, but, um, but I like the confidence of saying, no, here's where I stand. Here's, here's where I am on it. And, you know, have a conversation with me, but know where, know where I'm coming into it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really clear. And, and I think unarguable in the market, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it puts you in the driver's seat of the conversation in a way that I like a lot. Um, yeah, I think I'm for it. Okay. 
Now, I, I, I still want to, you know, clarify, we haven't done this. This is just something that I've been, <laughs> that's been rolling around in my head for the past couple of months. Um, but I haven't, nobody has said anything against it that has felt like, whoa, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, maybe you're right. right. I think a lot of it is some sort of preciousness around value and then also like willingness to be flexible in the face of wanting a gig more than you want to stay home. Yeah. The, the downside of that, of course, is then someone calls, you know, you get a, you get an inquiry and they ask about price and instantly you're fencing. Yeah. And that's, that's no way to be. That's no way that, you know, you're, you're talking to somebody who is going to be an employer for a night or a week or however long it takes to plan and do the thing. You know, they'll be your partner and having the thing be amazing. You know, this is somebody you want to have a collaborative, you know, relationship with. And you don't want to have the, it, it's a shame that often the pricing conversation becomes the part that's adversarial. Right. What I like about your approach is you, they, you know, you can start the conversation already agreeing. Yep. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Paul has called me a poo-poo head in the live stream. So <laughs> I'm... Uh... Well, if the poof, I'm retiring from podcasting. I, I can't handle this kind of <laughs> negative. Oh, uh, listen, negative pressure. And when Paul says it, you know, I mean, he's been there. It's true. And look, you know, Paul's band is is one of the most successful groups out there, <sighs> and you know, band. they're yeah. they're crushing it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I it's not that I don't take uh, other people's input seriously, and and you know, he's been doing he's been doing the house rockers longer than you know, I've been doing pretty much anything uh, besides, you know, no, I can't think of anything that I'm willing to admit on, <laughs> on a podcast. So I, I understand that. And um, I just don't know if I'm, if I'm willing to do the kind of squishy part around it. Well, and listen, it's, it's a perfect thing to experiment with, you know, put that stuff up there for, you know, build a page that lays out your pricing and what's available and what you can do. And, and then promise to leave it up for six months and just yeah. see what happens. Well, and you don't necessarily even have to go that route. You could literally just say starting at and just put a price in. See, I think that, I think that, um, I think you're better off publishing your whole menu because that's gonna, people will either see that and run and not mm -hmm. have a conversation about smaller versions of what you could do. Um, I think that's the most likely thing. I think, I think yeah. starting at is just a, either, either starting at is the bottom of your menu, in which case you're lowballing and that right. sucks. Then every conversation is going to be a fight to go up from there or it's the midpoint and people won't feel like they have room to talk to you if they got, if they need to come in lower. So I, I like the whole menu. I, I think, I think that's the way to go. So here's the only, here's the only thing that I, I would say might make it a good option right now. Because we are kind of coming out of stuff and because we are um, trying to reestablish ourselves in the marketplace yep. and, you know, all of those reasons why, you know, live shows may be coming back, but maybe in a lowered capacity. Um, and and if, the, um, if the intent is to go as far or to get as much work as possible on the front end just to kind of get your feet under you, maybe you put that starting price and maybe that starting price is your three piece configuration, which is the size you want to be at for gigs right now, starting out. True. And maybe that is a reason why you would put a lower price and a starting price. 
I, I definitely agree with what you're saying as far as, you know, give people options and have the whole menu available. But I would say that if that's something you are considering and you have a, um, you have a smaller lineup or headcount that is workable and can get you out there, you know, quicker, I, I don't think that that's, I, I still think that there's value to that. Sure. And maybe it, maybe you're still able to kind of deliver the product at a similar quality level at a lower head count and price point. You know, I don't think that's, that's a bad thing either. Yeah. 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 Cause baked into this still is it's best to over deliver. Yeah. So Paul was asking, um, we still think about a fee on a night that we're not booked. Would you rather play or stay home tonight? Um, depending on the, the amount of money I'm making. Yeah, I can, I can make that call pretty easily. You know, I know what it costs to get me out the door for a pickup gig. I know what it costs to get me out the door for an acoustic gig. And if I've got to pack an entire PA into my car and unload it and set it up and, you know, play a three hour set, I, I know what it's, what I need to make to make that feel like it's worth my time. Right. So that's how I feel about it. Cool. All right, good. Well, I look forward to hearing uh, what it, it'll be interesting to see how it feels different to you. You know what, what how the how the conversations start. I think that's how you'll sure. know. So, like when when the first you know they first reach out and say, "Hey, I want I want this date, and here's my deposit." And they're just like ready to roll. Yeah. That that will be the teller, right? Well, and and yeah, I think you know for a lot of people where they where they they push out a price and like somebody is v- too quick to accept it. And you have that moment, you're like, crap, I should have charged more. <laughs> right, right. I get that too. And don't think the fact that every single person that is listening, watching this, commenting in the live stream is basically saying that they don't think this is a good idea <laughs> is not lost on me. <laughs> yeah, well. I, I am completely, you know, willing to accept the fact that I could just be an idiot. <laughs> well, listen, I think it's worth experimenting with. How you know you're an idiot is you try it and it fails. So yeah. uh, until you've done that, you don't know. Sure. For some measure of failing, you got to figure out what fail, fail would look like in this case, which you right. may not ever know. It may be like that gig that went for three, I could have gotten for five. Sure. But you never and, know. And that. look, we've done $5,000 gigs. Sure. And it is just kind of a matter of being willing to throw stuff out. Like here's, you know, outside of, you know, band stuff, somebody reached out to me um, about uh, podcast consulting. Hmm. And after listening to Finn and Matt talk about it, um, I would have normally charged, you know, an hourly rate, but instead I just gave him a flat fee. And I was like, if, if this is what you're looking for, I can provide it doing X, Y, and Z, and it's going to cost a thousand dollars. And I've got a phone call with them tomorrow. Cool. Great. To see if that, see if that works. That's or not. great. That's great. So, yeah. And whether it takes me an hour and 15 minutes or let's say 10 hours, like it's still it's what I would have made either way. Yeah. And it's, and you're priced, you've priced yourself consistent with what you intend to deliver, right? Not, not with yep. how long it takes you to deliver it. Exactly. So that's great. So for any of you who are, who are looking to get out there and you are curious about pricing, you know, I think if, if you don't think that the, uh, that my way is the right way, I feel like we've at least given you uh, a fair amount of permutations to consider uh, as an alternative. And so, if you're giving you too many, just you can't face it, here's the final answer, 100 bucks a head, you're done. 
hundred bucks ahead, you can definitely get there. Yep. Um, but you know, for my my band, I I pay my guys three hundred bucks ahead regardless. Good. Yeah. So, you know, if if they're going to come out and do a show, that's what I'm going to pay them, and um, you know, sometimes that means that uh, they make more money than I do. But I'd much rather make sure that my guys are taken care of. Sure. Um, and 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 be you know, since this is my my business and my creative project, um, I'm willing to, you know, onboard some of the financial risk um, in order to uh, deliver a good product, to build make a, build my a brand. make my players happy, and to you know, put on a good show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Excellent. So that's where I'm at. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing uh, hearing how it goes. Right on. You got any other fun tidbits? Anything else to add? No, 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 I don't. I don't. Well, let's see. Next week, I'll have been vaccinated. Yeah. I will have a, uh, a gig under my belt that uh, could be a hot mess and will be worth talking about. Yeah, we'll find out. And then, uh, yeah, more contenty goodness coming up. Okay. All right. Big thanks to Paul and Steve and other Paul and John and Ben and uh, everybody who has uh, contributed in the live stream. Uh, Paul said he's done commandeering uh, our <laughs> conversation and episode. Uh, I will do my best not to interrupt next week's gig gab, but uh, no guarantees. Yeah, who knows? Either way. Uh, but no, we, we love when... when uh, there's an ongoing conversation in the, uh, in the live stream. It gives us some, uh, some additional voices to, uh, to bounce off. Especially when they agree with me. That's good. Yeah. You know, when I, when it's just me just getting, you know, being on the pile on, I get, you know, I'll take what I, (laughs) I'll take my licks. I'm not afraid. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was coming in with a hot take. So, well, uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, uh, there's a number of ways to, uh, support us. Uh, we actually added, uh, in, if you go onto our, our Instagram account, we have a link tree and they have now added a square, uh, integration where, you know, we had been setting up things like, um, like PayPal for that kind of stuff, but now you can just do it literally through square. Uh, so it's super easy. Uh, we'll put a, a link to the link tree in the show notes. Maybe that's an easier way to get all of the links out as opposed to putting 20 of them yeah. in the show notes. So maybe we'll just do it that way. Good. Cool. Well guys, thanks once again. Hope you are doing well and washing your hands. And uh, once we get these, uh, once we get these shots in us, man, we're we're getting out there. We're coming. We're gonna be doing stuff, licking doorknobs. Right. Licking doorknobs is like my go-to. Like I, I, don't, I think that's what I want to do more than anything. I don't know why. Uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 146. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.